everybody welcome to the lead her ship athletics podcast a space for athletes parents coaches and administrators to help her the female athlete own her power in the world my name is coach ashley carter and i'm your host your mentor and your coach i left coaching the physical performance of the athlete after 17 years to travel across the country to develop the identity and the confidence that female athletes need to succeed at anything in life not just the game and listen i'd love to come speak to your team or do a training for your high school college or university so if you are an athlete share this podcast with your coach or your athletic director and also give them my email address which would be info at leadhershipathletics.com also if you are a coach feel free to also connect with me at that same email address which again info at leadhershipathletics.com by the way i look forward to seeing you guys or working with you all in the future but until then let's get to the episode Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Own Her Power Podcast, where we are on a mission to help every female athlete own her power in the world. So when we ask, what does it mean to own your power in the world? I'm talking about confidence. I'm talking about leadership. I'm talking about communication. How do I become the best version of me so that I can then become the best version for my my teammates, my family, and the community? So just really excited to be here today. I have a really special guest, one of my uh, former clients, kind of current clients, students all wrapped into one. Um, this is Allie Hetzel. Um, she is a 2025 graduate, uh, middle infielder, catcher. Um, she does it all. And I'm excited for her to be here uh, with us today and just kind of give us a little perspective about who she is, her time as an athlete right now, looking to try to go into college and just kind of dealing with the dynamics of high school and high school ball and travel ball and so many great things. So uh, Hessel, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? And I am. It's the holiday season. Excited to kind of just be able to uh, get some things done um, around the house and just preparing for, <laughs> for January is going to be a really big, busy time for me. So um, as we get going, um, I was talking to Hetzel about her coming to speak on my podcast. And I was talking to her about um, how this could really be a good platform for her even to, you know, tell us a little bit about herself, maybe market herself as a future college athlete or looking to be recruited. And I thought this would be a great time, even as we have a communication and, and conversation that she can also introduce herself and kind of give her a little spill. So um, Hetzel, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Allie Hetzel. As you heard Coach Carter say, a lot of people just call me Hetzel, my last name. Got that from my dad. It's his little football nickname. Um, I am a 2025 grad. I catch and play middle infield, but I've seen everywhere around the field. Um, I play for Washington Ladyhawks, 18-year-old Gold Simpson. Um, I'm the only 25 on the team. Really excited to represent people of my age group in there. Um, I play for high school. I play at Mount Sai and Thankfully, last year I was first team all league second baseman as a freshman. So I'm excited to continue that next year. I love it. I love it. And um, 
just to get the elephant out of the room, um, Hetzel is in a hotel actually somewhere in Arizona, um, yeah. doing her due diligence with a goal that she has has set for herself. And so um, it kind of brings us right into our next question of, you know, telling us about a goal or a journey, uh, a, a goal that you have as far as when it comes to maybe being recruited and kind of how your journey has been taking you along on the, on the path right, right, right now. So tell us a little about that. Yeah. So the best way to put my goal is to play for a high level competitive collegiate program that checks all my boxes. Cause I really want to have a college experience but I want to play at the highest level that I can. So to do that recently and probably for the past like three years, you have to put in the work outside of practice, weight lift, do every, like go to extra practices, go to the cages on your own. I thankfully have amazing supportive parents that go with me everywhere. My dad is the Uber driver, you know, he, takes me everywhere. Um, recently I have been visiting schools, hence me being in Arizona, um, to get a feel for the size of the schools, seeing, um, how I like different campuses, sizes, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I will keep referencing this throughout the podcast today is seeing if they check my boxes Mm -hmm. because there's certain colleges where I'm like, okay, this, this, and this was perfect, you know, like love this. But, you know, this, this, and this was like, I'm kind of against. And then there's other ones where there's different pros and different cons. So just everything is so open-ended in college and every campus is so different. And I truly believe that there is a place for everyone, no matter where you want to go. It may not be the place that you think, right? So like, you never know. And also a big thing highlighting for journey is attending camps to be seen. That is a huge thing that we're seeing in the recruiting process right now is attending camps, getting invited to prospect camps and just communicating with colleges that way. So, yeah. Absolutely. And Hetzel, you're, I'm so glad that you spoke on this and, and having a list of things that you're looking for and things that you're um, not looking for, kind of checking those lists as you go to these places, because Um, I created this recruiting guide a few years back where I talked about a lot of our athletes are chasing after some schools, but not actually knowing what they're looking for when they get to these schools. They're only assuming that the big name on TV, on the biggest stage is the goal. And the reality is for some people that actually isn't their fit. Um, So I'm just curious, like, how did you come up with your like your your list of like, I call them non-negotiables or determining your fit. Tell me about that. Yeah. So something that my dad has told me, and actually we've talked about a little bit in our one-on-ones is you're a student and then you're an athlete, right? So think about this. Like you wake up first thing in the morning, right? You get up, you go say hi to your family. That is the most important thing. Then what do you do next? You go to school, right? You have to make sure that your school is the right fit for you, right? Then after school, you go to practice. That's the third thing that's most important. And then obviously you eat every somewhere in there. You like see family, you hang out with your friends, but those are the three main things. So the thing that's really helped me is again, my dad being so supportive. Um, He played D3 football at, or sorry, golf. He played football in high school, D3 golf at Whittier college. So he thankfully knows like, the in and outs of the recruiting process and how to choose a school that's right for you. So for me, I personally look at size of school. 
I know that I like a bigger school. I know that I want to separate school and softball. Yes, I'm going to have friends that are athletes, but I need that separation. And, um, but you have to keep your eyes open, right? You're not just going to look at the big, big schools. You have to look at the smaller ones because there's, again, checking boxes, different pros and cons for every one of them. So that's the biggest thing for me. But um, another thing is weather. That's important to a lot of people, nice. right? Like, do you want to be in Washington practicing in inside for half the year? Or do you want to be down in California where you're outside almost 24 seven, mm-hmm. like 300 days of sunshine? So good. So good. I, I love it. And um, I think it's, again, just really important that you start with some lists and then I love the other fact that you're taking the initiative to go to these places because your list you might find will change once you get into some of these spaces. So um, I definitely encourage everybody to give you give yourself a list. There's some questions that um, I had a, a student athlete pr- prior to Hetzel um, who was looking at, you know, smaller schools, maybe more rural areas. And, you know, questions that I had her think about that maybe she didn't think about was, you know, as simple as. If I'm coming from the West Coast, trying to be somewhere in the Midwest or the East Coast, um, something as simple as what are the closest airports? Because usually when you kind of start going into some of those those small, uh, you know, smaller schools or Midwest schools, the, the airports are usually further distances away from the school. And so if you're trying to get on a quick trip home, you know, if that's really important to you, you know, like having that sort of thought process when you're looking. For, so I think that's another thing that I would say is start with the list visit and then you adjust it's completely okay but you have to start somewhere so absolutely um Hetzel you mentioned um that you and I have had some sort of conversations about fit about what your priorities need to be when it comes to you know determining your 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 best school your best fit um and I'm just you know for people who don't know kind of what I do or hearing it from an athlete tell me tell them a little bit about like how we connected and kind of how I've helped you a little bit Yeah. So, um, thankfully one of my friends referred me to you and I am very glad that she did. We were talking about it. We play high school ball together and, um, I was going through a little bit of a slump seeing better pitching as a freshman. I was, um, on varsity as a freshman and it's difficult seeing like just going from zero to a hundred playing second year, 14, you right. Seeing D one commit pitchers. So, um, met you, started having some one-on-ones, talked about importance of routine, um, different mental strategies, um, stuff like that. And I actually met you at a college camp, which was actually really funny. And just like your coaching style and your empathy just made an impact on me. And the biggest thing that I can just compliment you on is having a safe space to talk about softball situations. Because like you understand, you know how to give specific advice. And even if it's not advice, it's just a place to just like rant and just Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not going to come back. And it's kind of nice just having a place where you can just talk. That's not like a coach, not a friend, Mm -hmm. you know, just really get that one at one advice from a mentor. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I recently did a um, like a communication guide. So I kind of did some revamping to my branding and everything. And um, part of that, 
process was to like talk to different teams and different coaches or athletes that I've worked with in the past. And, um, you know, there's a theme that continues to come up, which I'm really grateful for. Um, is this ability, I guess, to like meet people where they are. Um, I'm all about this idea of empowering her, right? To me, this journey or this story is not about me. It's about you. It's about the other athletes that I work with that I want to see you succeed, um, not just in the game, but in life, right? So how do I give you or equip you with the skills through softball that help you in life? Um, so thanks for saying that and, and for bringing that up. And, and so thinking about skills for life, we have athletes, we have coaches, we have parents that listen to this podcast. Um, we have other college coaches as well. Um, thinking about advice and um, opportunities to help everyone grow through even just our conversation. Um, if you had an athlete, you know, that had experienced or had was where you were um, and are currently like working through their process of trying to figure out their goals, their journey, what they're looking for, what kind of advice would you give to female athletes that are around the age of you trying to get somewhere in their journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, the biggest thing that I would say is figure out what your goal is and verbalize it. Ooh. I have this thing where I write my goals and no, it doesn't matter if they change. If they change, erase it, move, like rewrite it because everything is going to change around you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to roll with it. So I write that at the top of my mirror. I have my erasable pen just in case. And every morning when I'm getting ready, you know, doing my makeup for school, I am always reminded by that goal and what I need to do to get to that goal. Mm. So trusting the process is a huge thing. You know, like you have to know what you're good at. Improve on what you're not and get stronger at what you are. Like, that's the most important thing. Emailing college coaches if that's one of your goals. If your goal is to play college ball, you have to get on their radars. You have to, like, like the recruiting process is always changing, you know, keeping up to date with what the major trends are. But, like, I say, know what motivates you. Mm. Like, that will constantly change. For me, it's my dad. Like knowing how like his college experience playing golf, I want that experience playing softball. He always talks about his best memories were traveling with his golf team and making friends, doing homework together, the late nights on the bus, you know? I just know what motivates you. I love it. I love that. And I think... A deeper level, um, and why do this work? Because to me, it's about um, developing or equipping female athletes with the identity skill, like knowing about the, who they are, what they believe in, their identity, um, about their confidence, is being confident in those things, or knowing what motivates them, right? And then the mental skills we talked about with the process and things like that. So those are definitely three areas that are really, really important and valuable to this journey. Um, but I think it really boils down to like knowing yourself or at least starting to know a little bit about yourself. So when we're talking about fit, that requires you to check in with yourself. When you're talking about goals, that requires you to check in with yourself, right? When you're thinking about what motivates me, that requires you to kind of check in with yourself. And so this question wasn't on my list, but, you know, talk to me a little bit about like your journey through learning yourself and what you need, how you need to be communicated with and what, how to get your motivations met. Talk to us a little bit about like your journey through that process of like learning yourself. Yeah, for sure. It was a lot of frustration. 
Like, as you can imagine, me and my dad are very, very close. We travel together. We have the trips to Puyallup, right? And it's a lot of learning how to communicate, like saying, hey, this really upset me when you said this, or hey, this worked really well when you said this. Just being honest with each other, not sugarcoating things. Mm -hmm. And for me, learning myself is my mom helped me a lot with that is she gave me this advice and I still do it to this day. I'm going to do it for the rest of my life is when you're upset, look yourself in a mirror, doesn't matter what it is and give Mm -hmm. yourself a pep talk. Imagine you are someone else and just let it all out. And then once it's out, move on. Love it. That is such a good advice. It actually, it kind of drags us right into that, that, that other question that I had, which is, you know, you were able to give uh, some of the players some of your advice. Um, and I would ask the same question just from a, an athlete perspective, chasing a dream um, to a parent who wants to help their athletes get to that dream. But maybe they don't know all the steps or the tools. Um, what would you give parents advice on when it comes to supporting you as an athlete, maybe some things to stay away from when it comes to supporting yeah. you as an athlete on your journey. Talk to someone, give some, give the parents some advice because I feel like athletes don't get to do this a lot. So I'm really excited about this part. Yeah, no, I love this. I love this question because my dad already had a little bit of insight because he was an athlete whose parents took a way different approach than what he's doing for me. Yeah. And my mom who never did the athlete. We actually call her the momager because she keeps the flames tamed between me and my dad. So, um, the biggest thing I would say is kind of what I was talking about with the athletes is know what motivates your kid. Like, do you need to work out with them? Do you just need to let them be, listen to their music, let them do like lifts on their own? Do they need you to tee them up? Do they need a friend to tee them up? Do they need constant reminders? And if you don't know, find out, right? It's a biggest communication thing. And like, speaking of that communication, check in with your kids mm-hmm. on their goals and expectations, Ooh. right? The biggest red flag that I can like see in a parent is just forcing their goals onto their kids. Ooh. You know what I mean? I've seen that a lot. And, um, that's what often leads to like burnout. Right. And something that I love that my dad does is checking in with me. Hey, uh, you're talking about that you are interested in this college. Are you still interested in them? Maybe we can form an email together, mm. put in some of your skills videos. We can go to the field, take some film, mm. um, and just work with them. Like, mm. don't be against each other. You're family, right? You want to help them reach their goal. Um, I always say be positive. But don't be the soccer mom, you know, like, don't be like the, (laughs) like you strike out like three times. You're like, yay! oh my gosh, you got to know when to be harsh and when to be positive. And that's what communication did between me and my dad. He, um, something that we do is he has me tell him what I think was positive, what I think was negative and what I think I need to work on. especially with my hitting because my hitting I feel like is the thing that fluctuates the most right when I'm on my high the high is amazing Mm. but when it's low it's rough right and I'm sure that's the same with a bunch of other athletes out there so what I would suggest is do that and you have to verbalize it you can't just think it right because the thoughts go 
theoretically in one ear out the other, right? So if you verbalize it, you know what you have to change and even better put it in writing. Yeah. Right. I have so many notes in my phone of what I need to do, what I need to ask people. Um, cause it's all about reaching out for help and the parents are there to help. So. Love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're almost done, but I, you said something about hitting highs and lows and you said that there are so many people that deal with that. And that's correct. That's a hundred percent accurate. Um, you know, this fear of failure or, fear of expectations or not meeting people's expectations, uh, fear of not performing, right? The outcomes, they're big deals in the mental skills that we work on together. Um, yeah. And I'll just be curious, do you have any a tool or something that you use that you think has been really helpful that you would like to share with maybe some athletes who are struggling with the fluctuation of hitting? Yeah, this is actually what I was going to go into on the next Oh, your extra, okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But- is something that we were talking about when I was struggling a lot was the importance of a routine. I'm the type of person who likes to change things often. I am not scared of change. I want everything to be different. So something that we talked about, and I think that can help other hitters that are like-minded as me, is we were talking about like the PGF sticker on my bat. And to put a little, you know, fruit sticker or like a smiley face sticker, switch it out every few months when you get bored of it, right? And that has helped tremendously. Uh-huh. So you have to create a routine, consistently do it, but maybe change something small. Like maybe what you look at, if you like look at your bat, look at a different part, look at the other teams or look at your first base coach sometimes, like occasionally, right? But always have the specific things that stay consistent because that's what really matters. Yeah. And some like there was that, and then there was the pick a spot on the field. Mm. That is your calm down spot. Mm. Right. Like I'm not gonna share mine because people will see me looking at it all the time. <laughs> feel like it's what it is. So I distract you. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, I saw the podcast. Yes. But yes. I will look at that place specifically, breathe in, breathe out, and then I'm ready and refocused. So it's just kind of like making the big moments smaller because it's all in your head, right? Yes. If you have something that you can consistently go back to, that's when your body will actually be calm. I love it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, as we wrap up um, real quick, I will, I think this is a great opportunity for you to number one, tell us where we could find you at, but number two, maybe give us a little bit about like, I want you to pump yourself up a little bit on this one. Tell us like, you know, some of those characteristic traits or those physical traits that you think you would be a great asset to a program because you have these things. I really want people to know this about you. And then where can they find you um, as, as we end this podcast? Yeah. So I feel as if I am a hard worker. If I were to be put on a team with people better than me, um, I've done this twice in a row. I've always succeeded. Mm. So I notice that I catch on to people's successes. Um, I drop negatives quick. Something bad happens out of my mind immediately. I learn from it and I keep going. Um, I'm a very positive and loud teammate. I am the person jumping in the corner of the dugout, you know, going like, (laughs) <laughs> um, 
I've also been told I'm like the mom of the team, mm-hmm. you know, making sure everyone's okay, being a supportive teammate. Yeah. And where you can find me, uh, my Instagram is a dot underscore Hetzel. And my Twitter is Ali Hetzel 2025. And I have YouTube channel links in there for my skills videos and highlight videos. Perfect. And I will also add them to the bottom of our show notes so everybody can have it as well there. Um, as we wrap up, this is a random question that I didn't put on the list, but I always ask it. I am really big, as you know, on female athletes owning their power in the world. So I would ask you, what is one trait that you believe every female athlete should have to own her power in the world? Confidence in themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to be like, yeah, I am that girl, you know, shoulders back. No one can beat me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that confidence, not cockiness. Yeah. That's what my dad always tells me. I love it. Awesome. Okay. Well, that is another episode of the Own Her Power podcast. Uh, Hetzel, thank you so much for joining us today. Really. Yeah. Thank you here. so much. Um, uh, we also, I'd like to also just kind of bring up this at the end is that we have a mentoring academy um, where we have female athletes that meet with us twice a month. We have an opportunity to help develop them again on their identity, their confidence and their mental skills. Um, Hetzel is a part of that program as well. But if any of you are interested in learning more about what that looks like, please head over to our website, www.leadhershipathletics.com slash mentorship and another slash. You'll get all the information there. Um, Also, I do travel to speak with different teams and programs and organizations, and I would love to come to your place your school your team so if you have any information or any questions about that definitely reach out to us as well you can send me an email at info at leadershipathletics.com but thank you so much for joining us today appreciate you guys this time ali thank you so much or hetzel thank you so much (laughs) and uh we'll see you soon all right thank you All right, y'all, listen, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you were able to take some notes and I hope that you're able to apply the things that we talked about today. So before I leave, I want to invite you to join our Lead Hership Athletics community. It is called the Empower Her community. It is a free space for parents, for coaches, for athletes to gain exclusive access to myself and to my team. I'd love for you guys to join to be a part of our monthly live Q&A discussions, as well as the opportunity to learn information that you need to succeed. If you enjoyed this video, I'm always looking for a five star rating. So if you would be so kind to help me boost the ratings, I would really appreciate it. Go down hit the five stars. If you are seeing this on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, subscribe, give me a like. All right. If you feel adventurous, also feel free to leave me a comment. But most importantly, if you've really enjoyed this episode more than any of those other things, I'm asking you specifically to share this episode with not just one person, but two. Let's spread this knowledge and help all of our female athletes be empowered to own their own power in the world. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for joining. We'll see you next week.